important as you, no one as wonderful as you. Adonai, you are sovereign and supreme. You are Lord, ruler, and master over the universe. And we just ask today that, Holy Spirit, you would come and fill this place. We ask this in Jesus' name. Do you agree with that this morning? Amen. Amen. Uh, just a real quick tie-in with what Pastor Isaac was talking about this morning. What we have done is we are trying to invite the people that we think are the least likely to come. And the reason we're doing that is because God is such a miracle-working God. If the Lord can save a dope-dealing, dope-smoking, boozing pinhead like me back in 1986, he can get a hold of anyone. So as we begin today, I want to take you on a journey into the spiritual world. As we begin, I want to ask you, and you don't have to raise your hand, do you have trouble getting into the Word? Do you struggle with your discipline in getting into the Word? Do you struggle with prayer time? I'm telling you today that as we begin, over the course of the next few weeks, if you take into account, account what Pastor Charlie is about to share with you, I guarantee you it will change the way you think, it'll change the way you pray, and it'll change the way you live. And heaven knows we need it in the church today. Amen. Listen to this verse in Ephesians. It says, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Long before any of us is awake, the spiritual forces are at work plotting our demise. Satan hates the way you talk. He hates the way you walk. He hates the way you sleep. He hates your guts. And he has one thought in demise, or in, in mind, and that is your demise and my demise. If we look around, it's not hard to see that our country is on a fast train into darkness. Uh, if somebody would have told me 10 years ago that we would be where we're at today, I, I wouldn't have believed it. But we have slid so fast and so far. And sadly, we, the church, are responsible for many of the bad things that are taking place around us because we haven't used the delegated authority that's been given to us to call the things that are happening illegal. Not to mention we treat our own sins as though they're okay. Because after all, we can ask forgiveness and we're okay, right? But what makes this Christian life more than just another religion? What makes us more, what we're living, more than just a philosophy? I mean, it, really, you and I are called to be ambassadors. 
We're called to be representatives of Jesus Christ. If we're called to be representatives of Jesus Christ, where we reconcile the world back to Jesus Christ, I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, shouldn't signs and wonders and miracles be the norm following us? As I, if you remember last time I said, the things that I just mentioned aren't really things that follow normal people. I don't want to be normal. The problem that, as I stated before, is that we're, called, we're not called to be normal. And I believe what's happening in the world today is that God is beginning to open people like you and me our eyes. Paul said in Ephesians, I pray that your eyes of understanding would be opened, that the heart, your heart would be enlightened. And I look at that as every beam of God's word opening my heart and flashing light into every chamber of my heart. So after I spoke last time I was here, I got home and Dodie will tell you that I immediately I said, the Lord started speaking to me and he said, how much do you know me? So I'm questioning myself and I'm saying, how much do I really know God? Experientially know him. I know the scriptures. I know the word like the back of my hand. But how much do I really have this personal relationship with God? To where I get in the word and I get into prayer because I want to, not because I'm afraid I'm going to go to hell if I don't. Anybody ever go through that besides me? I want to get into his word. I want to pray because, oh God, I can't wait to be with you again. Like I said, every time I get into the word now and every time I'm in prayer, I start, I say, Lord, let this be a supernatural time. How much do I know God? Look at 2 Corinthians here, if you would, please. Examine yourselves as to whether or not, whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you unless indeed you are disqualified? So today, as we start, I'm asking you to do what the Lord has been asking me to do. And that's examine yourself this morning. I'm not talking about knowing some Bible verses or stories from the Bible. I'm talking about how much do you know the Lord experientially? And how much do you want to know the Lord experientially? If you remember correctly, when I spoke about a month or so ago, I said, every one of us in this room has just as much God as we truly want. And I thought, man, I want more. I want more. I mean, this being who is eternal, who has no beginning and no ending, I want more of him here now. Paul said that he wanted to know Jesus. Listen to this verse in Philippians 3.10. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death. Here's a man who wrote literally two-thirds of the New Testament. 
and yet he's saying that he wants to know Christ experientially. If you read further on in that passage, he says, I don't consider myself having attained this yet. He said, but whatever has happened in the past, I'm putting it, on, putting it behind me, and I'm pressing on to the mark of the high call of God in my life. I, I remember when I was in high school, this is back before I was a fat boy, and I could run. I lettered in track. I, I, was, I was decent in basketball, even though I was really tiny. But I remember the first time I ran the mile run, and I had never run the mile run before. And I took off, and people behind me were like ants. And I, I can hear the crowd cheering already as, as I come across the finish line. <sighs> well, by the second lap, they lapped me. <laughs> by the third lap, I stepped off the track. I was not going to be lapped twice. <laughs> I think how many of us start off like that in our walk. We're all excited with the Lord. And then we just, we get tired out from the things that are around us. I mean, you know, you look at the TV. I mean, you can't watch TV and you're bombarded with garbage. I want to finish the race strong. If you read, for, if you look in Acts 19, I love this. God did extraordinary miracles through Paul. So that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick and their illnesses were cured and the evil spirits let them. Some Jews who were, went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. They would say, in the name of the Jesus whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. One day the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. There's another time when Paul was walking around with some of his disciples. And there was a demon-possessed girl who was following them around. It must have been for days. And she would say, these men are, are proclaiming to us the way of salvation. And I can't imagine that it was in a good way. Like, you guys, listen, you got to hear what these guys are saying here. I don't believe that that's... <laughs> we were just talking about that earlier. Stand up, take up. No. But we were talking, you know, I can't believe that this girl was saying, you got to listen to these guys. I believe she was following them mockingly. And Paul, discerning that she was possessed by a demon, turned around and he spoke to her and he said, come out of her. So as I was reading about these passages, I thought to myself, which would I be? And I want you to think to yourself, which would you be? Would you be like one of the seven sons of Sceva and get the crap kicked out of you? Or would you be like Paul, Jesus I know, and Paul I know? Here's the deal. Every day, we read it earlier, you and I deal with the forces of darkness one way or another. We have these things coming against us 
every single day. I am personally not a demon chaser. I'm, I'm not someone who, if I burn the toast, come out of it, you foul toast-burning demon. That's not who I am. We have friends who, anybody seen the water boy? We have friends who everything that happens in their life, that's the devil. You know, like the woman, you're the devil. I'm, that's not who I am. But I do want to be discerning enough to know, like Paul did, when I'm up against the forces of darkness. And I do want to be able to stand toe-to-toe with them and say, you know who I am? I'm the Christian that the devil warned you about. And that should be all of our attitudes. When I do say that, I want the forces of darkness to run like a little dog yapping away. Again, I believe each one of you, if you search your heart, feels the same way. So how do we do that? Again, we come back to Philippians 3.10. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death. John 14.21 says... He who has my commandments, Jesus' commandments, and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. And I've said it before, manifest there means make conspicuous. So Jesus is saying to each and every one of us here today, He wants to make himself conspicuous to us. He wants to make himself visible to us. But how can Jesus do that? Because after all, he's in heaven. John 14, 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. If you read in the book of Acts, all through in the Gospels, you'll see how from the beginning, Jesus was powered by the Holy Spirit. In fact, it was Holy Spirit who led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. It was the Holy Spirit who birthed the, the early church. It was the Holy Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead. If you read in the book of Acts, you'll read things like, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. That tells me that they're hearing from him. That tells me that they have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is just as much God as God the Father, God the Son, and and he's God the Holy Spirit. And yet the Holy Spirit is the least spoken to member in the Trinity by us, the church. You want to know God more intimately? Look at this verse in 2 Corinthians. Rather as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no heart has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him, but God has revealed it to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. Many have mistranslated this and they think this is talking about heaven. 
It's not talking about heaven. It's talking about if you want to know the deep things of God, the Holy Spirit is the one who will tell them to you. I have been trying to immerse myself at any given time, maybe I've mentioned this before, I'm reading four and five books at one time while I'm reading the Bible. And I am trying to immerse myself in anything that I can <coughs> about the Holy Spirit. Because I, uh, the older I get in the Lord, the more I realize how much I need him. He has changed my life. I've mentioned it from the pulpit before. I have struggled with pornography. The Holy Spirit has delivered me from pornography. I drank a quart of vodka in a sitting. The Holy Spirit has delivered me. I smoked an ounce of pot in four days. Every week, the Holy Spirit delivered me. He delivered me in the middle of a carton of cigarettes in the middle of a pack from smoking cigarettes, and I haven't smoked one since. The Holy Spirit is the one who, if you can latch on to it today, will change your life. Listen to this about Smith Wigglesworth. This is the excerpt from one of his books. And tell me you don't get excited by this. You can be so filled with the Holy Spirit that you are, will know that you're in the presence of God. His love, power, and joy will flow through you to others, bringing salvation, healing, and miracles. Manifest the gifts of the Spirit. Receive your healing. Overcome all the schemes of Satan. Do greater works for God. Live in the abundance of God. Find true purpose for your life. Be used by God to do miracles. If your heart's desire is to see great things happen in your life, God will work mightily in you by the power of the Holy Spirit. You can personally experience God's miracle-working power in your life. If you're walking around right now like the living dead, the walking dead on that show, and you're a zombie Christian because you're bored with getting in the Word, you're bored with praying, then you need the Holy Spirit now more than you ever have. Smith Wigglesworth initially had the reading ability of a third grader, and his wife would read to him, and yet he became known as one of the most powerful evangelists that we've ever heard of. Some people tell me, well, I don't like to read. Let me tell you just briefly about myself. I've been fighting a condition now for about a year and a half where I have tears in the back of my eyes. I have to read with 2.75 readers. I have a magnifying glass in front of me with a light on that reader, on that magnifying glass, and I have to read with one eye. If I look away from my Bible and I look back, I, I'm blinded. I'm, I've got big letters because I can't read them unless I print in at least 16 font. And I'm telling you, I press in and the Lord's blessing me because of it. I read, I told you last time about Benny Hinn, but I just want to share this with you. Benny Hinn said that he's sitting there at Catherine Coleman's meeting, and he said he's shaking because the power of the Holy Spirit is on him. And he's shaking, and he said, I couldn't stop it, and it wasn't cold, but I'm shaking. And the next thing you know, he's being 
buffeted by winds. Just waves from the Holy Spirit are just buffeting him. I, we were watching this thing last night, and I remember when I was stationed in Hawaii in the mid-70s, and I would ride these waves, and every now and then I'd just stand there and let the waves just slam into me. And I think, deep calls unto deep. All thy billows flow over me. God, let your billows flow over your people. We need it more than we ever have before. Folks, one of my prayers has been this. Lord, make me a true man of God who was gifted for war. Someone who is rightly fit for battle. Someone who says, cry havoc. I am the Christian the devil warned you about. We need that today. You need it today. Pastor Charlie is going to be preaching on, without question, like I've been saying, probably the most needed teaching in the church today. But it does no good if you and I don't put it into action. And it doesn't all come at once. I wish I could say it does, but it doesn't. One authentic Christian in whom the Holy Ghost rightly fits for war, who doesn't fight it, can be more effective than many churches sitting there with dead zombies today. How many of you want that today? I mean, how many of you really want that today? I want you to all close your eyes, if you would, please. We're not in a hurry here today. Jehovah Mekadishkam, you are the Lord who sanctifies us. You are the Lord God most high. Holy Spirit, I ask that you make yourself real here today in a way that no one has ever experienced before. I ask, Holy Spirit, that you prick hearts, that you touch people from the bottom of who they are to the top of who they are. If you're here today and you need a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. What better time than right now? This isn't for me. This is for you. If this is you today, slip up your hand and put it back down. Yes, good, yes, yes, yes. So many honest people. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. God, I just pray that you fill your people with your Holy Spirit, baptize them fresh and new. Lord, we're not concerned about what we look like. We see people looking like goop bags at the games. Lord, we're gonna hear it be silly for you today and just be worshiping you today. Thank you, Father, that you've spoken to so many hearts today. The next thing I wanna do this morning If you are here this morning and you find that you've not been living for the Lord, maybe you made that decision at one time, but you just, you've been cold. 
you just struggle to get in the word. You struggle to pray. You struggle with things that you know you shouldn't be messing with. The Lord's talking to you this morning and says, come back. Come back, my son or my daughter. If that's you this morning, slip up your hand and put it back down. Yes, 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 yes. Who else? There are more. Yes, good. Yes, so much honesty today. I just, look at me real quick. I'm just... there is someone here today who has never turned their life over to you. I have tasted of you and I see how good you are. All eyes closed again, please. Overwhelm us today. Overwhelm your people today, Lord. Who is here this morning and you know that if you stepped into eternity, you would not be in a good place. Hand up and down again real quick. Yes. Anyone else? Thank you for your honesty. Yes. So much honesty in here today. Would you pray out loud with me? Father, thank you that you love me endlessly. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for the cross. Lord Jesus, I know you died on the cross for my sins. And I not only thank you, but I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me for every wrong I've ever done. I give my life over to you today. And I ask you to come into my heart and help me to live for you forever. I ask this in Jesus' name, Lord. Amen. You know, right now, there's rejoicing in the kingdom because not only have we had people come back to the Lord we've had people ask the Lord into their lives and the Holy Spirit has been made more welcome in many of our hearts